Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute 31, which begins with Angel asking Danny if he's ever taken a shortcut before and ends with Angel reading the biscuit thief his rights. Great minute. It's a good minute. It's 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 a solid minute. You know what I kept uh you, you know what I kept thinking a couple of times watching this is I think what the comedy of this minute to me comes from it, it it keeps making act 3 choices like right in the middle of act 2 mm-hmm. I, like there's so much drama and it's played so real that it it feels like kind of almost like the climax of something cuz it's just so it's so melodramatic yeah well, and it, it makes it so that uh, when they get to the third act, they have to do something so insane because yeah. it's the only way that it could possibly live up to what they've done so far. Yeah, the 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 bit, not to jump too far ahead, but the bit where Angel comes across the swan and has this very real moment of like, God damn it. Yeah. Oh, God. It, it, it's like something out of heat. Or oh, yeah. Like we have to, like the cop has to make a choice. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's, it's just, it, but to me, it's like it's such a big power move because it shows how emotionally invested we already are in this movie that that gets such a react like that. It's so funny because we do already care about the Swan. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we start with our uh, our our callback to um, to Shaun of the Dead mm, with yes. this uh, this uh, fence jumping moment. And uh, we get, uh, you know, because Nicholas Angel is much cooler than uh, than Sean, uh, he actually gets to do this uh, fence jumping thing properly. Yeah. Um, gets to have like a real hero moment. I remember it being a really fun moment in the trailer for this movie because it felt like it was a secret code moment. Yeah. Of like, you know that this was in Shaun of the Dead. Right. And it's kind of showing you like, hey, this guy isn't Shaun. Yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, this is cool. It's like connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it and it's also sort of like, uh, you know, it's sort of the, the, the reason why, like the reasons, the reason why this, these three films sort of hold together as a trilogy, you know? Right. It's, it's is, a little is, bit of it, connective tissue. Yeah. It's those moments there. Of just like, yeah, no, this is we're 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 gonna, you know, we're this, acknowledging that these aren't just three movies we're making, right? This is this is part of a thing, um, and and so it's uh, it, it's just a, it's a really yeah. great moment, and they don't do they don't do things like the the sort of like cheesy version of this, which is that like, you know, like the version um, that you would see in, uh, well, like a Kevin Smith movie, right? Maybe. Like movies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 or or, or uh, the red apple cigarettes, right? Or the uh, big Kahuna burger, big Kahuna burger, or um, uh, the 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 nails, nail cigarettes in oh, yeah. in uh, the Kevin Smith movies too. Um, you know what though? I do get a little geek thrill every time I see something like Slusho. 
sure and jj abram or any kind of bad robot production where yeah. like the the the, uh, the dharma initiative will sh- like be referenced or mm-hmm. like i don't know yeah little easter eggs like that are cool but but i mean i think that's what differentiates this trilogy from the others like they're not in the same universe yeah they're just kind of like they're different. like thematically linked yeah yeah um and that's how we get this uh this this nice callback moment of uh uh three pegs and a gymnast um yes. which is uh just i mean it's just a great it's, it's a great bit classic classic comedy yeah it's it's a great bit because it's like it, it's sort of like um you get you get these three like ho- fence hops and then you get the gymnast doing this like crazy leap over that last one mm-hmm. and it's it's funny on its own because it's just sort of like ridiculous it's it sort of reminds me of like a joke that would be again we were bringing this up again but in like a naked gun movie yeah, you know, like that that last jump. That's yeah. that's a that's a naked gun jump. Yeah, especially if it was Leslie Nielsen, right? Because he's yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, uh, but but then you get this added benefit of this sort of like Paul Blart Mall Cop moment. Yeah, yeah. I just with keep Danny. Think, I just keep thinking that if you did, if you were like Doctor Who, if you just opened the TARDIS door and brought like someone in from eighteen hundreds London and showed them that just five seconds, they would laugh. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. And I think I think the thing that makes I've decided that um the only reason this works at all is the timing of the music. <laughs> yeah. The 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 rev up of the da 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 and then just immediate stop when he crashes through the fence. Yeah, and then just the little bit of a linger afterwards. Yeah. You, you see him that he doesn't give up. Right. He just tries a little bit. Danny Danny's reaction really is great because he's so excited by Angel. Yeah, he sees it as like a challenge. He's never like nervous or like or jealous or anything. He's like, whoa, wow, and he tries to do it too. Yeah, he's like, he's just like, oh man, I just saw another human being do what that what that guy just did. It's like that means that somewhere deep inside me, I'm capable of doing that. Yeah, he's too. In, he's inspired by it. Yeah, it's really yeah. Angel really does inspire Danny in, in an immediate way. Yeah, I think he excites him about his job. Yeah, yeah, he wants to. He wants to cook some fools. That little, that little half. He he looks back at the mess that he made the first time. He's like, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah." Um, I just, I also love that he sticks out his tongue before he goes for it. Yeah, he's like, "All right." He's like, he's, he's kind of eyeballing it. He's kind of like, "How am I gonna do this?" Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really love the, I, I really love the moment of trading close-ups of the jogger and Peg right now. It's yeah. just so like, like they formed a relationship. Yeah, like God, no, like he's so tired. Yeah, that zoom in, the zoom in close up of just like each each shot is like it's just a con like back yeah. and forth push in. It's so good. It's like even the close up have still have the kinetic energy. You're not yeah. losing. Oh, it's so good. Uh, what do you think of this this guy's hat? You think this eighty five is like his birthday? His birthday year? Yeah, or like maybe the day he graduated high school. He graduated high school, maybe. This guy? I don't know. He's like a kid. Really? Yeah. I, the, the, kid, the guy's like 22. Okay, 22. Yeah. But in 2007. Right. Okay. Right. He would have been he would have been 20 if he was born uh, if he was born in 85, he would have been 22 and That's true cuz that's how old you were, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you he was born. Yeah. You thought this guy was like like 50? I don't know. I just got my my math wrong. <laughs> I was trying to say it seems like he's in his mid to late twenties. Oh, but you okay. said twenty one, and that kind of averages out to what I said. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So he runs for it, and then he's got to make 
uh, he's going to make this angel has to make this decision between continuing to run after this biscuit thief or going after the swan. Like he has the swan and he has to like make a decision and it's sort of, you know, it's sort of showing where angel is as a character. You know, it's a kind of a character defining moment because he's always said like, I, I am, I am interested in doing the job, right? Like that's the important thing to me. Well, the job is that someone wants you to find that swan, you know, but it's such a low key lame job. It's see, that's it true. It feels that's like a waste of his time. Yeah, I never thought about that, but it it is kind of like as a character, it's a moment of this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Technically, this is your job. It right. is not this exciting thing. It's this boring thing. Right. First test, dude. Right. And he fails. Because you're not supposed to... Like, cops don't go after shoplifters unless they're being prosecuted. Yeah. Like, it's not... They don't chase down shoplifters. That's mm-hmm. not a thing. Yeah. Right? That you have you have security for that. You have empl- other employees will sometimes... Like, you, you'll have other employees doing yeah. that. Or, like, assets protection teams mm-hmm. or whatever. But you don't... Cops don't go after shoplifters. Like, that's not a thing. But the thrill of the chase is what's getting him. He misses the action of London. Yeah. And it's kind of a it's it's a moment of vulnerability in that it shows what his want is. Right. He wants this. Right. It isn't necessarily about being the best cop right now. It's like I miss the action. Right. He's addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know, that that swan bit is like just sort of proof that he is uh, he's not ready to settle down here. Yeah, it's kind of the first signs that he isn't. Yeah, that it, that it, in his own way, it's his first sign of impurity that he right. isn't one hundred percent by because he he's still doing a good deed technically, but if you look at it, it it isn't the right thing. Quote: It isn't by the book, right? Which is seemingly what he is all about, right? It's actually like it's actually like closer to vigilante justice. It is, because, I was about to say it's the closest he comes to vigilanteism, right? Yeah, you know, or has so far, right? Because he's not he's not doing a cop's job right yeah. now. This is this is not their job. It's very it, it's very interesting to see a cop movie made by someone who by by people who clearly have such a love for punk rock. Yeah, and just kind of what their take on like you know I think yeah there are there are definitely themes of fascism or this is a movie that explores like a policeman's role in society and then we'll, we'll probably get to talking about it more as we go yeah absolutely but yeah just overall it's just this this, this uh bit which i think is all uh score right david arnold score yeah i think um all of this is just this this score this bit of the score is just so good i love <laughs> all of this it really is it's so dramatic and it knows what movie it's in. It's sort of doing. Right. I, I think I've said this before, but it's doing the audio equivalent of what uh, of what the camera is doing. Yeah. And then, yeah, another classic, kind of like long, wide, you know, wide shot joke of like him throwing the the spray paint can. Yeah. Uh, the hoodies. Return of the hoodie youths. Yeah, Return of the hoodie youths who seemingly uh, can't decide what to spray on the wall. That they have because they're just standing there holding their spray cans. I love. I love. They're not good at it. They're like, we don't yeah. want to be doing this, but we've been forced to become like urban youths just because of the society that we're living in. Right, man. Okay, so uh, we we recently talked about Edgar Wright's new movie, which mm-hmm. is going to be a uh, a London set horror film with a female lead and with a female lead in the vein of Repulsion and Don't Look Now. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, 
we're not, I don't want to say that, but it'd be so interesting to see if his fixation on like scary youths comes up. Oh, like kids with hoodies or kids up to no good or, or, or kids in hoodies up to no good who are also twins. Yes. Twins for sure. There's gonna for up. sure going to be twins. It's a horror movie. Yeah. There's for sure going to be twins. Twin watch thing. 2020. <laughs> God, that's going to come out next year. Oh man. twenty twenty stacked, man. I hate to, I hate to like, I want to, I hate to talk about dinner at lunch, but yeah, you know, 2020 is looking really exciting. we got yeah. new Christopher Nolan coming out. Yeah. Uh, New Edgar Wright. New Edgar Wright. End of list. But uh, yeah, some the, some Star Wars movie that theoretically theoretically we get yeah. Star Wars this year, and we get Greta yeah. Gerwig's Little Women. Yeah, which is gonna be great. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> you said such a good. <laughs> is it very interesting? Yo, too. Is where my head's at. Yeah. All right, uh, fair enough. But yeah, uh, I but yeah, I do. I he just takes that spray can right they out. They scatter hands. and they scatter in different directions. These kids are not organized. But I think they're kind of into this guy. Like even though he made them scatter, like the kid that he takes the spray can from, his mouth is hanging open. Like whoa. Yeah, I was. You know, it 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 really does feel like an animated movie that these things would be like not the minions, but like <laughs> some kind of like animated these yeah, things. But yeah, yeah, but they're yeah, they're almost like. Yeah, the fact that they respect Angel's new place on the on the on the ta- on the totem, you know, it's so interesting. They're like, "Oh, here, yeah," because like they kind of I I don't know. I think these kids know more about Sanford than you would immediately assume. Yeah, or at least they suspect. That's like my head canon is that there's like some kind of like Stranger Things it thing going on. Yeah. Oh, that poor Swan. Yeah. And then we see um, Danny uh, uh, struggling to catch up. Yeah, we also get uh, Angel reading his rights, and uh, I do I do find this always interesting because I I heard these rights read a lot when I was watching. I watched like a season and a half of uh, Law and Order UK with Freema with Freema and uh, Peter Davison. I call her. I, I don't. I, I'll, I'll confess. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm pretty sure it's Freema. No, but her last name. Oh, Agumen. Agumen. Thank yeah. you. This is what we're saying, Jester first name. Oh, Freeman Agumon, yeah. Freeman And then uh, Peter Davison. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, Apollo from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And just to be clear, you have never watched really an American version of Law and Order. No. Just uh, episodes that uh, my girlfriend's uh, mom watches that I happen to be <laughs> They're going to say was in. There. No. <laughs> that she was in. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, but but yeah, so like yeah. I would hear that I would hear that uh, the Miranda I guess they're probably not called Miranda Rights. whatever they, the equivalent roughly. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but I I find them interesting just because like they kind of say the same thing, but it, it's almost like the American one like just are just like I'm just I'm, we're just gonna be different. We're just gonna word it different. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like that thing where it's like you can copy my homework, just change the words a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. thing. Because listen to this, so. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defense if you do not mention one question, something you later rely on in court. Jeez Louise. Anything you do say may be given in evidence. Yeah, I like our version. I get, I get, <laughs> I get it's, like, it's like the verbal equivalent of driving on the other side of the road. But that just seems so much of that. It's like, it's like swallowing. Right. Like, yeah. You have the right to remain silent. Yeah, the right to remain silent. You have the right to Anything you say see. can and will be used against you in a court of law. Right. Uh, one of my favorite memories <laughs> uh, is I once found out, my friends and I once found a student film 
that was made with our film department that starred a member of our, our acting faculty. And there's a scene where he arrests the bad guy and he's wandering off camera, but you can kind of hear him trailing off and you can hear him just butchering the Miranda rights. <laughs> kind of like you have a right to a lawyer if you want one. Just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just laugh so hard. It, what? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, good, Get it out. good, good, good looking out hoodies. Uh, yeah, I like the. Yeah, I, I would read like in a comic book. I don't know. They just seem like they seem like Invader Zim characters to me. Like Yoan Vasquez <laughs> characters. Sure, sure. Is that is that how you spell it, pronounce his name? Maybe. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I've always pronounced it Jonan Vasquez. Joan, I think you might be right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, listeners, let us know. We get really. I love hearing from listeners. We have a couple of new reviews uh on apple i just saw i wish i had my phone in front of me so i could like thank them by name oh but, uh, yeah we have a couple of new reviews that's always fun oh that's nice yeah because we now we have like six okay <laughs> oh great <laughs> but we but we appreciate it and we love it and yeah uh, yeah absolutely. And, and like our facebook group i gave up looking at reviews like two years ago just, oh yeah yeah i just you know me i have like a weird lead i don't i can read them and enjoy them and not like the bad ones kind of don't yeah don't that's yeah yeah. So far, I mean, we'll you know, right? Every once in a while, the bad the bad ones tend to ruin my life for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I just, I just don't read them anymore. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I appreciate them. But they were good. I appreciate like the good ones. Yeah. So thanks for writing those guys. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, do you guys think uh, UK listeners when you watch American Law and Order, do you think our Miranda <laughs> rights are weird? Our you know, Miranda rights, as you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You <laughs> watch theirs. Yeah, I guess. I for, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, there was two reasons that I watched that show. One, one was the cast. Yeah. And two was that everyone wears wigs in the ha- second half. Oh, cool. Of every episode because they're in court and they're oh, wearing wigs that's in right. court. Yeah. So it's it's the it's you know it's it's like a normal episode of Law and Order except that in the second half yeah. when they go to the 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 order part. Sure. I don't know. Um, I never they, watched the American one. Oh, okay, so it's split into two halves, okay. Law and Order. So yeah. the first half are the cops doing their job, finding the the criminal, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, then they bring the criminal in, and then within the first half, and then the second half are the lawyers trying to prosecute the criminal. My God, that's the second half of every episode. I admire its purity. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the law and order. It's both. Yeah, that's it. That's it's it. Both, Jerry. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's that's the whole thing. I don't think I've ever really. Uh, th- I don't think that has specifically ever really dawned on me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole thing. So what's great about it is like when you watch the American one, it's just like yeah. I mean, it's a bunch of rich people in suits, mm. whatever. And then like the cop, the street cops, whatever. But in the in the British version, it's just fun. As an American, it's fun because it's the wigs. it's yeah. It's it's a regular British cop like like British cop drama, and then. Suddenly, like the wigs come out in the in yeah, the third, the novelty like, in the from, second half. Yeah, yeah. perspective, it's just like, oh man, yeah, it's great. Anyway, wigs, powdered wigs. Yeah, United, yeah, England. We we love your England. Uh, why why with the powdered wigs? Like, why is that still a thing? Anybody? I mean, I assume just tradition. Does but Ruth, the do our do our judges not wear? No, they don't. Ruth, no, Ruth Gader Ginsburg does not wear a wig. No, okay. no, none of them. I mean, maybe some of them wear wigs, but it's yeah. not powdered wigs. It's not it's like me. I called her Ruth Gader Ginsburg. <laughs> Ruth Gader. Ruth Gader. 
Peter Bins. That's something I accidentally said earlier today. And now draw that next, please, if you can. Ruth Gator Binsberg. Oh man. Anyway, it's an alligator and like judges robes. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like you like you said earlier. It's definitely a uh, oh, like a BoJack Horseman. Yeah, character. BoJack Horseman character um, for sure. But yeah, anyway, we're just rambling. Anyway, um, all right. Well, uh, everybody, let, let us know about powdered wigs. Let us know about Miranda rights. Yeah. Um, what are they called in the UK? What do they do? They have. Like, oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, Cornetto Minute listeners pub on Facebook, join there. Uh, and let us know about those things. We'd appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 32 for the greater good. The greater good.